everyone and welcome back to the Just Interesting People podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode. It's going to be a special one with just myself and Jeremy recapping 2020. Um, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. So let's get into it, Jeremy. You can introduce it. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back. Um, this is the last episode of 2020. Uh, it's going to be released on the 30th of December. So if you listen to it a bit late, Happy New Year. <laughs> um, yeah, we thought we could do a little recap um, of this year as it's been an interesting year <laughs> uh, for multiple reasons. Uh, before we jump into it, uh, just a quick thank you for being with us. This is the 45th episode that we are releasing. Uh, and yeah, I don't we didn't plan to last that long, I don't know, <laughs> it's been nice, um, it's been a nice journey and we'll do a, a special one-year recap uh, in, in February. Um, but yeah, if you enjoy this podcast, I usually do that at the end, but I thought I could change for once. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, you know, uh, let us know. Uh, you can find us on Instagram on at Just Interesting People. And the podcast is available on Spotify, on Apple Podcast, everywhere. And actually, on if you listen on iPhone, on Apple Podcast, uh, you can leave us a review there and a rating. So yeah, like that would be super nice. It's super helpful for us, and it's nice to get feedback. So just send us a message, a little review, uh, to let us know if you enjoy it or if you would like to hear different stories or you know whatever uh, you could also actually comment anybody you think would be a good guest on the podcast so anyone interesting yeah. you could comment that that'd be really nice that'd be quite cool actually yeah to know who would you like to see on the podcast and we could try to make it happen <laughs> yeah um, think big as well go crazy <laughs> <laughs> right so uh if we want to dive into it um so we try to organize our recap into like different categories and 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 then we'll talk about some lessons that we learned this year. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to let Rosie start with our personal 2020. Yeah, so, oh my God, this year has been crazy. Hasn't it for everyone? Um, so a couple of things I do want to talk about in terms of personal life, what's happened with us. One of, I guess, the main ones was the miscarriage that we had in April. So obviously we did talk about this when we did that four-part episode talking about all of our miscarriages and infant loss stories um but it was particularly different having this one during a pandemic so this kind of talks about two things in one but it was crazy kind of being pregnant during a pandemic and then also having a miscarriage during a pandemic and not really you know not wanting to go to the doctors because I don't want to get ill I don't want to touch anything that's going to have coronavirus on it or like not wanting to go to hospital as it was happening because I didn't want to be you know taking any beds of people that might need it and it was just a whole thing and it was and especially because we were kind of we weren't seeing friends so nobody really knew that I was even pregnant and then I'd even had the miscarriage and it was all just a weird time wasn't it like it was completely different to the other ones that I'd had in physical reasons but also in terms of socially or whatever the word might be it was just yeah I mean and, and even without the miscarriage like even just the first time we went to the doctor it was weird because it was literally like in the middle of the thing and yeah. and uh i was not a lot to get in so you had to go on your own um so like the whole thing was was really strange the whole process anyway um and and then even worse yeah when we found out that 
there was an issue again and everything uh, and like you had to do it on your own inside and yeah that was i mean it's, it's never an easy situation even in uh, with normal circumstances but that was even weirder and complicated uh and it also it was weird that you can't you know tell your family to come to cheer you up or your friends or or go out for whatever because at this time we were in heavy lockdown that's when the beach was closed and everything yeah it was so it, it was really like this is happening and there's nothing we can do because we can't do shit <laughs> i feel like yeah so like obviously the pandemic affected the world in lots of different ways like different countries kind of reacted to it differently and in miami i feel like for us at least we kind of didn't see anyone from march until june july time i'll talk about this later i won't talk about the pandemic but it was just kind of you know it's a time when we really didn't see anyone for three months mm. apart from ourselves so we really didn't see friends and well friends with our family here we didn't see any friends to kind of help get us through it or to talk about it or even know about it really so it was very just kind of isolated and I mean kind of similar to the other ones I mean Cuba we're in Cuba so again we had no one right with us and things but anyway so that happened just wanted to touch on that because it is I mean it's not something I want to talk about all the time but it is something that happened and I think we should acknowledge and it's good to talk about these things because like I said it happens all the time and people don't talk about it so if you had a miscarriage this year as well I'm so sorry my heart is with you um okay next up gratitude training so Jeremy actually started this last year um but finished it this year and I would love to know what you learned from that your experience how was it that this was just before COVID as well so you were the last people to do it right and yeah I I finished the last weekend of February if I remember well so it was like <laughs> two weeks after uh sorry two weeks before the beginning of the lockdown which was mid-march uh, something like that um it's it, it it was a crazy journey it started in september 28 2019 19. and finished yeah end of february um but the last part that i did for like three months was really intense really challenging um i don't the, the first thing that that's coming to my mind is about like people we met and actually people you met indirectly from that yeah. uh like we made some amazing friends who just got engaged oh yeah hey here we are funny so <laughs> like I, I think like the like the, the uh, during the gratitude training i met alvi and alejandra so alvi was the first guest and alejandra uh her episode was in november <laughs> i can't remember the yeah, number um and yeah we we met there we became really close during the training and and then we kept this relationship going um and now we are really good friends and they just got engaged uh, a few days ago uh, on the 27th of December to be precise so yeah congratulations to those two <laughs> yeah it was so nice as well because Alejandra had a family over and I was photographing kind of a family photo shoot and we'd seen them on Saturday as well and Alvi said to us on Saturday I'm going to propose to her tomorrow and I was like ah! like so, so yeah, excited Rosie was photographing I was so, filming with a drone yeah Joe got drone was, footage I got a photograph of the proposal it was so cute um, oh congratulations guys <laughs> so yeah that's one thing from from gratitude that's been good this year yeah good friends uh, good friends um and and also like it's been a few like i mean a lot of things but like on a more like personal level i think it 
I mean, I guess you can tell me, but it changed me a little bit, like in terms of how I can deal with my emotions. Uh, I'm a little bit more aware and open about it, uh, about talking about it, uh, which, yeah, I, that's been a big transformation because before I was pretty like, I'm not sad, I'm not crying, I'm not, I'm a man, See, <laughs> kind of the, thing. I think one of the main things I, well, so it's funny, so I feel like during gratitude training and straight afterwards, you're like completely different. Yeah. And then you gradually <laughs> get back to you, but just a different you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But straight away, you're completely different for like a couple of weeks. I'm just like, who yeah. is this guy? I have no <laughs> idea who he is. <laughs> but something that I will say that's changed, that's a good thing is saying, I love you to people. Mm. So he's always said that to me. Um, but he never says it to his family. He never says it to his friends. He never says it to Karen, who we've known for 10 years. And she's literally like <laughs> our third wheel in the relationship. Like she's part of us. And he's only now, after 10 years, started saying, I love you. And actually you say it to your friends. And one yeah. of the big ones was saying it to your parents as well. I think that was really huge. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably the first time. Uh, still, It's still not easy. <laughs> no, but you did it once uh, and that not, was really it's, good. It's not coming naturally yet. But yeah, it's easier, I would say. Um... Something else as well I would take from it was uh, like this training was a work on like emotional things, like really personal things, but also in terms of uh, it it was really hard and intense in the sense that it was pushing us to a limit. Like we had a lot to do, not homework, but we had a lot of tasks or um, you had calls all the time. Yeah, like, like we had mad. like calls every day and we had like things we wanted to accomplish and we had coaches, you know, pushing us and everything. Um, and it was really interesting to see how much I can handle because I still, I was still working full time. I was trying to keep the relationship going with Rosie and doing all those calls and things and everything. Um, and, and it was quite... It's quite interesting to see how actually like how much you can do when really you are committed to it. Mm. Um, and yeah, I th- th- that's been interesting because I know I've got it. I-, I know I can, if I want to, I can work a lot or I can spend a lot of time working on whatever it is. Um, that's been really interesting to to push the boundaries a bit and to push myself, to challenge myself on this side. Uh, I think that that's been helpful this year because we've been working a lot this year on multiple things. And also I think it'll be interesting for the future, uh, for what will be coming in 2021 that we can't tell yet. There's Uh, an episode coming for that, by the way, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next Wednesday. So, no, yeah, I mean, it's been like, I don't know. I don't like this term because I find cheesy, but life-changing in a sense on a lot of things because the impact is has been huge on multiple uh you know multiple levels but really like yeah you know, I've learned a lot about myself and I've learned a lot about I've learned a lot also about like how to <laughs> deal with people in a sense like on emotional things like I I way, I'm way more compassionate about stuff like I've learned that you know when people are sad or hungry or or, or whatever there's always something behind it people are not mean uh it's just they went through some shit and i've realized that a shit ton of people are going through some shit way worse than i mean it's not 
game to compare, but like yeah, everyone's got something going on in yeah, their life, and and, and, and because like th- this with this group of people, like we were like so intimate, and we knew like everything about each other, and 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 it was really interesting to actually like you know it's it's helping to put life in perspective and uh, and to be way more tolerant and compassionate about we don't know what's going on in other people's lives so you know be kind and be respectful because if people react a certain way like it's not personal and and it's actually you know they have something going on and just respect it um yeah it's been interesting it's been like triggering things in terms of like books to read that like i've read some books that are super interesting like the the four agreements or the five love languages that you really enjoyed as well yeah that was really um, important that has an impact on how we now like deal with friends and and other people because we understand what the love language is and so we can communicate differently with people so that's been really interesting as well it's a, a consequence of gratitude um, and a lots of guests on the podcast yeah yeah <laughs> i can't i i didn't keep count but uh yeah I'm, I'm i'm sure we had more than five or something like five yeah. people probably from gratitude on it already uh and we will have more <laughs> next year so um no yeah it's been a a great journey a great step uh i feel like since moving to miami you know i started like meditating and, and changing but that has been like a good push and a yeah, good like shift. yeah shift to to see things differently because it was not just about myself as well. Like it was about other people and everything. And, and yeah, no, it's been great. I loved it. I would recommend it to everyone. But sadly, they didn't really made it after COVID. And the thing is going to be really different. And I don't know what's going to happen in the future for them. But I would highly recommend it. Because it's a lot of people say it's a cult or whatever. <laughs> but I'm all right. I'm not brainwashed. And most of my friends are fine as well. And um yeah, it's been a great experience. I, I really loved it. I just want to talk on my experience a little bit from your gratitude. <laughs> so even though it wasn't about me at all, I'm going to make it about me because it's me. <laughs> but um, something I found really interesting was obviously it was good for Jeremy to do and I was encouraging him and I wanted him to do it and things. But at the same time, I was sat at home like, okay, you're literally on the phone all the time. You're doing shit all the time. Like our weekends were doing projects with these people and it was just like for three well even before that in last year but especially this year that three months was just like okay I literally don't exist for three months and I remember just being like can't wait for this fucking thing to be over and you were like no it's good and I was like yeah it is good but I also can't wait for it to be over do you remember that yeah and actually just after it we had our little like staycation yeah Uh, I was like I miss you so much just so we could spend time together again yeah no yeah it's I understand it's challenging uh actually a lot of people in my group did as a couple Mm mm-hmm but yeah you missed part one you didn't well because some of our friends well Leilani's particularly said you shouldn't do it as a couple you should do it separately do you remember and then everyone Mm. in your thing was doing it as a couple and I was like oh we could have bloody done it then anyway um no yeah it was it was a great thing I really enjoyed it and I would recommend it to other people yeah so then I guess the next part of our personal life this year has been family and friends and obviously not seeing them because of the pandemic. So obviously we live in Miami and we're from England and France. And because of everything going on, we've not been able to go home this year, which has been really upsetting for me, honestly. 
um well so one of so jeremy's cousin was supposed to get married in august and that got postponed until next year so we didn't technically miss it but it is you know it's still not going home and seeing friends and family um the big one for me though was my grandma's 90th birthday in september and at the beginning of the year i remember actually during my episode i think or maybe i don't think we recorded it in my episode but joanna asked me what my um my goal was this year and it was just to get home to see my grandma for a birthday yeah. it's gonna make me cry saying this <laughs> and i didn't obviously get back for it and it was so upsetting because obviously she's 90 she's not gonna live forever and it was really sad to miss that birthday so like i know a lot of people listening to this will have similar situations where they missed seeing friends or family or whoever it was this year and it's just been really tough and also for her not to see her grandchildren and her great-grandchildren as well you know we've not really been home yeah. to see her obviously and and also what's I think what's been hard for you is that every time she calls, she yeah. asks you why not coming home because obviously she's 90 years old so she doesn't have all her memory anymore and she doesn't remember the previous conversation. So every time she's asking like, when are you coming or stuff like that, which is always like a little yeah. night, <laughs> rubbing like, the knife. Or, well, like she knows, obviously she knows about the pandemic and she knows why we're not coming home. But she'll be like, oh, it'd be so nice to see you, Rosie. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I'll come home as soon as I can. And then five minutes later, oh, Rosie, it would be so nice to re- see you. I do miss you so much. And I'm like, I know, Grandma, stop saying that. <laughs> oh. But um, yeah, it's been really hard not seeing family. And obviously my parents and my brother and things, and my, my brothers and my best friends. So yeah, it's been it's been tough in terms of family and not seeing people that you care about and not being able to spend time with them properly. And I think that's what I've missed this year a lot. But it's also something that I'm not going to take for granted next year, like when we go home, which we're going to talk about in the next episode next Wednesday. But when we do go back, it's going to be really nice to spend a lot of time with people that we love and actually have quality time with them and, you know, just really appreciate it and to not take it for granted anymore. So that's... What's interesting also, and that's more, uh, it's not just about us in a sense, but how... Now we we've been distant with our family and friends for like three years now, mm. geographically. I mean, um, and it's funny that the pandemic made us and everyone else like video call people way more. Yeah, like, I find that quite interesting. How now video calls are becoming the norm. Yeah, more than uh, just uh, normal phone calls. Uh, that's interesting. Um, it's nice it's nice to get that face-to-face yeah, yeah, interaction a little bit that's what I mean also like one of the maybe good thing about it is that in a sense we've seen faces more than on a normal year uh, somehow uh, which is like like you, you never had a, a zoom call with your entire family before the no. pandemic uh, well, you could like the technology yeah. was there the, there's no reason and but since that you had a call with your family like with your brothers and everything yeah. like, it's funny that we and and I think that's the case for everyone in the world, but we we've been waiting for that to happen to have like virtual aperitif with friends or virtual things that you we could have done before, but I don't know somehow we've never thought about it. I don't yeah, know, it's, like quite, Chris- it's quite interesting. Christmas Day was really nice. So we obviously we have a five hour difference with England. So we had our lunch at about 2 p.m. with my best friend and it was 7 p.m. for her so she was having dinner while we were having lunch and it was so nice to sit down and eat together because even though I call her like two or three times a week like we talk all the time for hours <laughs> it was really nice just to kind of do something a little bit normal as well and like just sit and eat together mm. which I could have done with my family but Karen got the <laughs> spot I'm afraid <laughs> but um yeah it's nice that it's it's nice that it's done that but it's also I think it's made people appreciate family even more like the the friends that have been able to see their family I really hope they appreciate it because a lot of people like us haven't been able to see our family 
and then by the time we do go home it's going to have been two years especially for you like I saw my my grandma and my mum and dad and my little brother last December because my grandma was in hospital but you yeah, know for I your family it's going to be two years August, so yeah it's been a while now <laughs> yeah um yeah a lot of things are related to the pandemic somehow in a sense anyway yeah but, uh, well it's kind of taken over the year hasn't yeah, it it's just well, been I mean, yeah, it's been a big, big chunk because yeah. <laughs> if you can't it's been 10 10 months and a half it started yeah. like mid-march the things here yeah it's been 10 months and a half which is well it's been a whole year actually since it actually chunk. started because it was last yeah, yeah, december wasn't it yeah, yeah in china yeah can you imagine, one second, we may as well talk about the pandemic next. That was going to be a couple of stops after, but we may as well talk about it while we're talking about it. Yeah. But it's interesting. Um, oh, my mind's gone blank. Oh, good. <laughs> Here we are. Because you were faffing with the computer and then I got distracted. <laughs> um, yeah, we can talk about it. Uh, I mean, it's been impacting... Oh, that was it. Sorry. It's crazy to think about. Like, if last December you'd have said to me okay, this year you're going to have to wear um, a mask. Stop distracting me. This year you're going to have to wear a mask every time you go in the supermarket. You're not going to be able to go and see friends and family. You're not going to get in groups. You're not going to do beach yoga classes. You're not going to, I don't know, all of these things that we're not allowed to do anymore. I would not have believed you. And if it, you know, been like this many millions of people. um, On such a massive scale. Yeah, like (laughs) the whole world is going to be affected by this. So people are going to lose their jobs. People are going to work from home. People are going to not travel and see friends and family. People are not going to be able to pay bills. And, you know, like it's just been a crazy year. Like, and imagine, imagine saying that to yourself last year. This is what's good. This year is going to happen. You would not believe it, would you? No. It's like a film. It's like. Oh, yeah. Apocalyptic. It's it's going to be so interesting in a few years to see all the documents. Yeah. How it's been documented. Like. And and we're gonna have like movies and shows about it, and like yeah, the impact is is gonna be. I mean, we've like we've never seen that for a long time. Um, it, I don't know. This whole thing has been strange because um, I mean, one of my lessons that we talk at the end is like that we are in a bubble. That is that for us, the pandemic hasn't been that bad. Yeah. Uh, compared to a lot of people so it's it's a really strange one because I didn't lose my job um, Rosie had to stop doing photography for a few months uh, but also because we were not doing anything <laughs> for a few months we were spending yeah. less money so financially we were not impacted well I chose to do that didn't I like I think yeah. I could have stayed open but I chose to close for March April May and I opened up again in June because I was just like, I don't want any responsibility of anyone getting ill because of me. Yeah. But financially, the impact wasn't yeah, like an issue job, for us because yeah. I was getting paid and we were spending less money. So it didn't really impact us at all. If anything, like we saved money during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so that's something. Also, like because I was already working from home, uh, it didn't change my routine and my daily life. Like I didn't stop anything. Uh, <laughs> like my my... My calendar, my agenda is, has been exactly the same. Um, Which also means that us spending all our day together is also exactly the same. Because obviously Jeremy's been working from home now for two years. Uh, yes, summer 2018, so two years and a half. Two and a half years. So for us working 
spending all our time together is normal and we love it whereas I know that for a lot of people it's been difficult and there's been relationships that have broken up and yeah that was like that's been so know, interesting families too. have been struggling with children at home all the time and like it's just like for us it's super interesting because it's just normal for us yeah it's been interesting to listen to people's complaining about yeah. it he's like they're like oh my I god mean... if my husband has to stay home another day i'm gonna fucking kill him and it's like <laughs> you're married to this guy and you can't spend time with him it's crazy <laughs> Um, and people with their children that's something that's actually wound me up a little bit is people complaining about their children because I'm like at least you've fucking got kids like just be appreciative that you've got children that are alive and healthy and well please don't complain about having to spend time with them like that has really really grated on me this year people like not appreciating their children when there's people like us who had a miscarriage this year the fourth one so it's like that's been something that I would say if you have children it might be hard work having them at home all the time but please just appreciate them don't like don't never not appreciate them because they're the most magical thing in the world mm. um um but yeah this 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 whole thing has been affecting a lot of people on a massive scale but i've got to say that we've been extremely lucky because yeah. if i i mean yeah we haven't seen our family we haven't uh, been able to go home um we've done less like we didn't go to australia for our 10 years anniversary so we travel less but i mean you know not a big de- i mean it's not like <laughs> a big well that was gonna be nice yeah it, like, yeah, yeah it, no, like but i mean, was upset that we couldn't go i was like oh that's such a bummer it's not really like losing nice a job i mean it's not no, like a, a, a like dramatic uh, the things that's affected us is that like yeah we're not seeing family we're not traveled but in the grand scheme of things all our family are still healthy alive and well Travel can wait. Like we did a little bit here and there, but you know, it's not like yeah, even nothing we crazy. To get away, actually, yeah. like three times this year. Um, we didn't get COVID. We've been healthy, like you said. Everyone we know has been healthy, like or recovered from it. Um, so we we've been lucky. Clearly, um, we've been fine on every level. Um, work-wise financially health uh, relationships relationships, uh, but it's also interesting and and it's also like making me appreciate my life even more when i see all those all all, everyone i mean millions of people losing the job millions of people like trying to put food in the plate and you know being worried about what's going to be next month and all those know restaurant owners you know like being shut down and having no idea when they're going to be able to open again uh all those kids that are not going to school uh and school is the only place where they are having food uh, because at home they're not being fed you know like so many things that i've never thought about um it's yeah so it's just making me appreciate like everything i have like even more uh all the privilege i've got and all the everything i've got like i've I've got a good one something i find interesting as well is obviously we went to cuba last november for jeremy's birthday and a lot of the people there who were in the tourism industry had told us well i used to be a doctor but then they get paid however much per month so now i do tourism and i get paid 10 times the amount well i wonder now about all those people who are in the tourism business all around the world, how they're coping, because obviously nobody's traveling. So it means that people aren't being taxi drivers in Cuba or they aren't being tour guides in 
wherever Borneo, they aren't being hotel owners in the Maldives. They aren't doing all these things because people aren't traveling. So that like the whole world is suffering just just from the tourism alone. Because I mean, the amount of money that people spend on holidays, like with local people, with hotels, with restaurants, with um, you know buying things and just yeah, it's huge. Space. It's huge. It's crazy. Yeah. Like it'll yeah, you know, it'd be so interesting to see in a couple of years time when they get the statistics about like okay, this many people died, but how like how are people's lives affected? all around the world because obviously we only see our bubble and for us not a lot has changed really but if you yeah. think about like yeah all the indirect yeah uh, consequences, and consequences yeah. yeah that we don't are not obvious at first sight but in five years be like oh, actually this is an impact of that what happened right five years ago or whatever <laughs> and saying that actually so we've got some friends with children and seeing mm. i think that's going to be interesting but also quite sad like you see children who can't go to the park because the parks are closed or they can't talk to other children because they might be diseased or they can't, you know, talk to strangers and everyone's got to wear a mask and you can't touch things in the supermarket because somebody might have touched it beforehand who's got COVID. And like, I think the children, I don't really know what age it'll affect them because, you know, kids who are young, young, maybe won't understand what's going on, but maybe they will because kids take in everything, don't they? Yeah, it's even if they're not conscious about it, it's going to have an impact. Yeah, sure. and uh, toddlers and yeah. like even kids at school. Like imagine these being your first memories that you ever create is having to wear a mask all the time and being scared of everybody yeah that's that's crazy that's gonna be fucked up yeah i don't know how but it's gonna be weird yeah clearly we're gonna have a whole like it's gonna be a generation that's some that's gonna have they're gonna be like emotionally scarred aren't they you know like Mm -hmm. oh you can't touch things you can't get dirty you can't travel you can't talk to people you can't touch things you can't do all these things because it's dangerous because it's it's literally life-threatening mm. because of covid and especially right at the beginning it was even like okay when you get your groceries you have to wash everything with like sanitizer and you can't like you know everybody well we did at least i did at least i thought that everything was contaminated and everything was going to kill me like door handles and everything like it was scary for a time i'm a lot less chill i'm a lot more chill about it now I'm a lot less scared about it now and uh, maybe i shouldn't be i don't know but yeah, imagine that as a kid. Yeah. Crazy. Something else also that's been, well, two things that's been interesting. One is uh, the division that this whole thing has been creating. Like so many people trying to be right, thinking they're right about, because it's been really like a division. like a, Oh, the masks. Uh, no? Yeah, the whole, yeah. It's like masks, you're taking away my freedom. Uh, White people uh, feeling uh, oppressed like dickheads. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, some people even believing, you know, it's like a conspiracy theory. It's not really like, I don't know, it's government trying to control. Um, and on the other side, you have people being affected and, and seeing their friends dying or family dying. And and, and, and then they see other people like partying together. Nice. Like talk about, I mean, you know, these things could have been bringing us together because we're all in the same shit. But actually, like even then we find a way to to disagree and to make the other one being wrong and try to be right and that's been interesting again uh, i mean on on a grand sc- scale like on a grand scheme of things i think like the, the world came together a lot like you know like managed to create a vaccine in one in 10 months that's never never been seen before and i we've managed to pull our resources together but also at the same time at the beginning you're seeing some countries stealing masks from other countries and everything like it's it's been bringing like really good and really bad on on people um but it's that's interesting 
and, and something else uh, is uh, how also I think that it's been pushing the shift to the uh, online uh, it's been accelerating the online and digital transition mm. of like the workspace for a lot of businesses uh, and not even like just just work from home I mean Facebook and I don't know how many companies uh, like said that now you can just work from home if you want like unlimited like that's it uh, it's not going back so many people company like shifted this way uh, that's gonna have an impact on like the uh, commercial uh, real estate like some yeah offices yeah like what what we work is gonna become like, I have no idea um, uh, but also like you know like restaurants like now you can take out or everyone is doing deliveries uh, I, I, I was listening to a podcast this week uh, from the CEO of Shopify and he was saying that between like 2010 and 2020 like the increase of um of like business going online through with shopify i think went from something from like five to ten percent mm. so five percent increase in 10 years something like that. Uh, and just in 2020 another five or ten percent went like wow. he, he said that 2020 was an acceleration of like 10 years compared wow. like a decade so that is so interesting i think like so many you know like yoga going online like all the fitness industry going online a lot of coaching going online a lot, all these restaurants and people like my mom with ceramics yeah like, like so many things that, and, sells, and that's going to be so interesting to see all the businesses that are going to emerge from this mess like the last time we had the economic crisis in 2007-2008 like a lot of companies were created during this time uh that are now massive and worth billions of dollars so it's going to be interesting to see what's coming out in in the next few years of all those people stuck at home all these geek developing things <laughs> stuck at home and and suddenly you know next year they're going to be releasing god knows what <laughs> and yeah. it's going to become huge that's going to be super interesting i think on the bright side of it it has been a crazy one because it's i feel like it just jumped out of nowhere smacked us all in the face <laughs> and just completely changed the world and then now we're just like oh shit well okay now we live in this world all of a sudden how do we adapt and how do we survive and succeed and grow and change and evolve and all the rest of it like within you know a couple of months it was just like oh my god we've got to change everything and suddenly live in this world and you remember how at the beginning everyone was like when we go back to normal when we go back to normal and then it became the new normal the new normal and now you don't hear about normal anymore. No. I think people accepted that actually things are going to be this way and, and there's no, and going, back there's no going back to something. Like, yeah, things are going to change again and be smooth, but I don't know. Like, it's, it's just a new way of living now that we're going to... Yeah. It's going to be... All right, something else that's been big this year on a global scale before we go back to personal things yeah, is... Um, the well what started with the murder of george floyd in may um and the whole uh black Lives matter movement that followed this this murder um yeah do you wanna well just before we do talk about it so we talked we did a podcast episode actually talking about it at the time and talking about what can we do and what i don't know it's just I feel like that time was crazy. Like I got goosebumps 
all day, every day, reading the news, watching the videos, watching the protests. Like it was just, I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about it. It was crazy for that time. Do you remember? It was just, it was like, the the thing that's sad is that it took me this long to the age of 32 to realize how bad it is. Like I'd never, like I, I, I hear that racism happens, but obviously we're both white and never really experienced racism before. So like it's shocking that it took me just 32 years old to realize how bad it is for black people or people of color in the States especially, but in the world in general. I don't know, I don't really know what to say. It was just like, it was, it kind of, again, a bit like the pandemic, it just kind of smacked us in the face and woke us all up and it was like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? How is this possible? How is it possible that they can just murder a man in the middle of the street and get away with it? Yeah. And people not to be outraged, but it happens all the time. And it took for that, I'm getting goosebumps and mm-hmm. almost going to cry thinking about this, but it, it took him, oh, getting emotional to be murdered for us to realise. And it's just crazy that like, we're so like ignorant to it. I think that's the thing yeah, is we're so, like as white people, we're so little... ignorant to it. Like we have no idea. Yeah. And and it's been really interesting to, because obviously, I mean, it's been happening, I don't know how many times, um, th- because we were not in the US before, I think we, it, it was the first time for us seeing it and witness, witnessing everything like being in the US. Um, also, I know way more people of color now than I did before. So I think that that's also different uh, on a personal level. Um, well, I do want to say one thing. So racism does happen, obviously, in Europe. And I I kind of read stats sometimes about racism in England and how, I don't know, recently this year, there was a black dance group that performed on stage and then they got like 25,000 complaints to the Ofcom, which is like the TV people saying that they shouldn't have danced for Black Lives Matter. And Mm. somebody wore a necklace saying BLM and then she got another how many thousand complaints. Like racism does happen in England. Of course it does. And it happens all around the world. Um. I think the difference is the police brutality yeah. and the way that police are trained to attack black people. Mm. That's the difference. Like maybe, I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe police are, maybe police are racist in England as well, but I feel like they don't have guns or they don't carry them. I don't know. It's just, I just, it feels different here. I don't know why it just feels different here. Yeah. It looks, it seems stronger. In yeah. The sense. Well, and also the, the whole history of the country yeah. I guess, has, a, has an impact on that. Um, no, it's been, it, it's been, again, like to go personal, uh, what I took from that is also, I, it's, it made me like research and read and listen to things, watch, um, like watch Netflix or watch, things yeah, and movies or whatever. Like I've read a few books, um, about the subject and I have many on my Kindle. I still need to read. Uh, but yeah, like just to realize that, yeah, we, I have privilege just because I'm white, uh, just, just that never even crossed my mind before. Like I never thought I was privileged, but so yeah, that that's been really eye-opening, and and um, yeah, something I I remember from it. Um, it's it's also I think pretty sad that six months later, yeah, back to normal. Yeah, and it's probably gonna take another murder as bad as it is to well to go public because i'm sure it's still happening every week or every month i mean i don't know but but also it's pretty sad that it like 
not that people forgot about it but you know people moved on um, i think the hard thing is knowing what you can do like what can be done like wh- what needs to happen for it like, to you know, like change he was talking about like defunding the police to fund the education like we don't hear about things anymore obviously the election i guess play a part but yeah i don't know when is going to be the next thing because i mean i feel right now it's back things, to before things are, yeah. yeah in a sense i mean and yeah like it's been like a little step forward like people are more aware of it but nothing changed on a big level on big things to to actually mm, i think black people are still scared as fuck of the police you know yeah. that didn't change i don't think anything changed about that and i don't think the police is being trained better or whatever like it, it's it's having an impact on individuals which is great i mean it's good uh but i don't think it's it's gonna make a big big impact on like the country level yeah sadly um, yeah something i do want to say if you want to so i found this guy on youtube i can't remember his name but his series is uncomfortable conversations with a black man or a black person i think it's a black man uncomfortable conversations with a black man and he's a black man and he talks to people about uncomfortable things so he one of the ones i watched was he was talking to a police department where there's not particularly been any you know murders and things but it's it could be the next place to have a thing like this because the police force is mostly white the population is mostly white in this place so the black people are probably going to be targeted Hmm. but it's really interesting to talk about you know what as a black person what can I do or as a white police officer what can we do to help each other and to work through this and to make progress so I'd recommend you watching those on YouTube if you haven't already it's quite interesting to you know watch a black person put himself out there and have those really uncomfortable conversations and try and learn from each other and have those conversations so Mm -hmm. um yeah uh could talk about the election as well but personally I don't have much to say uh it's obviously been playing a big part well, no, at the end of the year. But I mean, yeah. Something I wanted to say, like we're not going to get political, but it's been so interesting to be in the States for an election because I feel like like every single YouTube video that I watched had an advert for either Trump or Biden. Oh, yeah. And it was like, you wouldn't have had that obviously if we lived in France or England. So that was quite interesting. And going places and seeing if they were more Trump or Biden as well. So where we... I don't know, like, we went away, we're going to talk about that later on, we went away to Naples area, and there was lots and lots of, like, Trump flags and Trump supporters, but then in other areas there's lots of Biden supporters, so it was really interesting to see, like, the country split, and to kind of witness that in, whilst living in the States, I found quite interesting. Yeah. Um, we're not going to get too political on what <laughs> we think, but anyway. Um, so then the next thing we want to talk about is business. So obviously with the pandemic and everyone being stuck at home, um, by the way, no shade if all you've done this year is sat on your ass and watched Netflix because it's been one hell of a year. You do you. Um, but for us, it's been quite productive, really, yeah. starting with the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pre-pandemic project. So it's got nothing to do about it. <laughs> uh, that was a consequence of gratitude training, actually. Yeah. Because uh, we started end of February. I think the first episode was around 26th of February or something like that. Um, well, the difference is that now we are pretty good at remote interview. Because yeah. <laughs> um, in the beginning, we did it so that people would come to our place, we'd record the episode and then have dinner together. And it was a really nice kind of evening together. We'd you know, have deep conversations about their life and their upbringing and all these big lessons they've had. And they would have dinner together and car- carry on with the conversations. 
Whereas now it's kind of like messaging people on Instagram and setting up a like a call time for Zoom and it's yeah, so that'd changed. be interesting to. But it's been good. It's been good to organized. learn how to do oh, that. Oh yeah, now we're ready. I can interview anyone, whatever, yeah. and we which interview awesome. people in like South Korea. So yeah, which has meant that we've been able to like yeah. progress the podcast rather than just talking to people in our area because we had to learn how to do remote recordings. We've recorded with somebody in France, somebody in South Korea, like you said, like people kind of all over yeah. because we had now have the skill to do that so that's been good yeah and luckily when i started i actually picked a software that was good to focus on a remote interview yeah. it was yeah oh, it was like oh, funny um yeah we'll do a special like one year anniversary of the podcast in february so i'm not going to talk about numbers here but we are so happy to see the podcast growing um you guys are listening to our episodes more and more we are having new uh listeners every week so Thank you so much. It's so nice to, yeah, to to see that you are enjoying it. You know, it's fun. I think the <laughs> nicest thing is that we started this just because we wanted to do it. Like, it's not about fame. It's not about getting paid and big uh, sponsorships and like we don't making any money. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> like literally, it's just something like we just enjoy having deep conversations with people. And we thought we'd record it so other people can listen. So it's been nice that, like you've enjoyed it as well and you've listened to it as well and it's nice it's really nice to see when pe- when somebody shares an episode and it gets lots of listens and anyway we're gonna talk about that next, yeah. next talk about week. you because you'll we'll talk about that in february right yeah you've been doing some cool stuff this year crikey here, here we go so um youtube has been youtube has been a big one this year so i started my youtube channel about four years ago but the first video I uploaded, <laughs> I didn't tell Jeremy I was doing it. I did some sort of like Primark, like clothing haul, uploaded it and it got 400 views within like overnight or something. I freaked out, deleted the video, didn't tell Jeremy about it, didn't tell anyone about it. And I was just so embarrassed and so scared and like, oh my God, what, what's everyone going to think of me? Like deleted it, got rid of it. And then I feel like when we moved to Miami, I did a couple of videos, but then I remember one of our friends in France kind of mocked me a little bit it was a bit like oh that's so funny doing the videos they're so shit I can't watch them they're boring or something along those lines and I was like oh my god okay not doing that again do you remember that yeah Yeah. and so like that kind of stepped me back again and I was like oh my god okay why am I doing this it's stupid I shouldn't be doing this and then I feel like this year well so a couple of things the friends that we've made here have really inspired me um in particular people like Alejandra, Alvi, Coach Jeremy, Carlos, Maria, like quite a few people have inspired me because they're just doing what they want to do. And, you know, they're not apologetic about it. They're like, I want to be a TikTok star. Amazing. I want to be a millionaire. Amazing. Like people just have these big dreams. Um, and I kind of thought, well, it, yeah, that's one of my biggest lessons. I forgot to write it down. It's having people in your community who like are fighting for you and who want you to succeed, who don't tear yeah, you down, you. supportive, who say, oh my God, that's, a, that's such a good idea. Go for it rather than what are you doing at shit? Um, so anyway, so this year, after being inspired by all these people, I started doing my YouTube channel properly. Um, and I've been posting three videos a week since... So the last, the first one I did was the last weekend of January. I've done three videos a week for the whole year, apart from April, where we had the miscarriage and we're going through that and I just the pandemic and everything. I basically had a month off. Where I was like, I can't even think to focus on a podcast, uh, on YouTube videos. Um, and then in December, I started doing a couple more videos because I was doing some Christmas content, but it has been amazing. So I just want to give you some stats quickly. Mm-hmm. So I've had 75, almost 76,000 views this year, which is insane. 
Um, I've gained 390 subscribers, so I'm now at 427. And it's just been amazing, honestly, because I feel like... 3,000 watch hours. Yeah, 3,000 watch hours. So I'm not a YouTube guy, uh, but to get monetized on YouTube, just for you to know, uh, you need 4,000 watch hours and 1,000 subscribers. So she's got 3,000 watch hours. So she's like 66% there, like two-thirds there. And 4, uh, 400 subscribers, so like 42% there. So pretty much halfway through, if we average both of them to be monetized. Yeah. That's cool. Well done. But it's been so good because like it's something I've wanted to do for years, probably like five or six years. And even before I wanted to do it before then, I eventually uploaded that video and then took it down again. <laughs> so it's probably been something I've wanted to do for like eight, nine years, like years and years and years. And it's only taken me till now to actually do it. So it's nice to actually do it. It's been nice to learn about videography and to learn about... Um, camera equipment and lighting and editing and all these different things I didn't know about beforehand um, SEO a little bit and in terms of like keywords and thumbnails and clickbaity title clickbait <laughs> Jeremy is my clickbait title king every time I'm like how can I make this sell he's like watch this video before buying the kindle and I'm like yes so it's no it's been so nice to watch it grow and it's it, I think I feel like it's grown my self-confidence a lot it's grown my confidence in terms of talking as well. I think with the podcast as well, that's also helped. But my first couple of episodes, I was like, um, so uh, I'm going to talk about my makeup because that's what people do on YouTube. Whereas now I'm like, hey guys, so I'm going to talk about what I actually care about. You're more like, yourself now. Yeah, I'm a lot more Slowly myself. Yeah. Like I'm still not 100%. I feel like my vlogs are a lot better. My vlogs are really me, but my like sit down serious videos aren't really me yet. So I'm getting there. I've still got some to go, but it's been really nice to do something creative and something I've always wanted to do and just do it and not give a shit what people say. I think that's the main thing. Yeah, that's the main <laughs> thing, honestly. So that's been amazing. Um, I also started a program. Oh my God. So I've wanted to do this. It's kind of been playing on my mind a little bit this year. Um, basically teaching people how to become a dog photographer because this could be a whole thing in itself but basically I have always had shitty jobs in like subway and lavender shops and all this kind of thing I've always wanted to be a photographer but it's always been really hard and it's only been these last two years that I've been able to do photography and succeed and actually enjoy it and love it and want to do it every day so I wanted to teach other women particularly but other people you know men as well how to be a dog photographer and how to start your own business be self-employed do what you want to do have fun cuddle dogs like have your own thing going on so I started a program and it's a six week program where I teach you everything you need to know about being a dog photographer in terms of lighting, camera equipment, um, Instagram, um, meetup events, products you can sell, things you could like, just everything basically. It really is like, if you start the course not knowing anything about photography, after six weeks, you'll have a dog photography program. If you do all the work, if you, you know, apply yourself, you'll learn everything. So that's been really amazing. I've had one person doing it um who's loved it so far I've got my last call with her tonight mm -hmm. and then she's going to start hopefully in January she's going to buy her equipment and start a dog photography business so it's been amazing to watch her going through it as well and to see her progress but also to see how much I know as well I feel like when you start writing down all of your knowledge you're kind of like wow I've learned a lot because I've been teaching myself for five years I've never really been professionally taught everything yeah, I've learned yeah I've learned on YouTube and courses and videos and things so it's nice to kind of write down everything that I know and be like oh my god I know all this information this can really help someone because I feel like when you know something you just think it's obvious and it's common sense and everyone knows that yeah and it's like that's the same for everything whether that's cooking or 
business or whatever it is, you feel like everybody knows that information because it's kind of easy. But actually, when you start writing it down, you realize how much you do know. So it's been really amazing to kind of get all that information down. And I can't wait to start helping women, especially like I said, start their own businesses, take control of their lives, earn good money, have fun, photograph dogs, work with brands, like do all this thing. Like there's nobody teaching it. There's nobody even saying that's a possibility. <laughs> Most people laugh about it. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, you're When a actually you can do a few thousand dollars every month taking photographs of dogs and cuddling them and pretty much working just weekends and yeah. a few days in a week. Like, it's not even in terms of hours of full-time job. Yeah. Um, like in December, I think I earned over $3,000. And I photographed on six days. Obviously, I edited and there's, you know, Instagram and all the back, back stuff behind that. But for six days, photo shoots, mm. I earned $3,000, which I'm pretty proud of. And I think that's great. So that's yeah. going to be amazing to get more people signed up. I've got some call on, on scheduled up so I can <laughs> call people and get them on as well. So that's been really amazing. Thank you, Abraham. Yeah, we worked <laughs> with Abraham, our friend. Shout out, Abraham. Yeah, he um, was on a podcast as well. Yeah, it was amazing to have... I think the main, like... The main thing with him was having someone to push me forward because I was like, oh, I'll start in January. And he's like, start now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And like having someone who to ca- to hold me accountable, sorry. So somebody being like, have you done this yet? No. Okay, we'll do it. Okay. He's like, okay, you need to get five people signed up. You, you know, having someone pushing you in your corner, backing you up. like. Oh, and also realizing the value. Like at the beginning, uh, when we talked about it a few months ago, it was going to be like a 500 or $1,000 yeah. program. And he was like, are you shitting me? You're going to help people to create an entire business they're going to be able to make this money in like just a few months like this is worth way more than a few hundred bucks right yeah you it's a life-changing opportunity like for them now you can literally like yeah right yeah it's been really inspiring to to learn from abraham yes the next thing is to learn about the sales and the marketing side of it to get more people signed up (laughs) but if you're interested send me an email contact at portraitsofpoochies.com um, we'll leave it linked so you can send me an email, but that's been exciting. Um, on my side, uh, well, I've been working the whole time personally, and I've been working quite a lot actually because uh, the rest of the team in France uh, for the company I work for uh, were in like, not, they didn't get fired, but they were like, how you say in English? Follow? Like, yeah, follow or working like part-time and stuff like that. So I... I was, you know, working a little bit more to compensate. Um, so actually, uh, I was busy. Um, by the beginning of the pandemic, I, when I saw, uh, I had an idea, like when I saw all the teachers, like yoga teachers and everything going on IG live to um, teach, because <laughs> obviously studio closed and, and everything. I thought that'd be good to create like a platform to help people with less technical skills to you know like make money from the class and everything and and stuff like that so i started to work on on, on the platform uh we run it for like a couple of months um it was very interesting i've learned a lot um and we helped a few people here and there um but then it didn't take off and and well mainly is that most teachers went on their own doing their own things so uh whatever the idea was better on the paper than it was actually in in in, in real um but one thing led to another and and now i'm working with uh <laughs> two other friends who were guests on the podcast i feel like every <laughs> so funny um with adrian and denise uh they were 
back in like April, May time, one of the first like 10 probably uh, guests. Uh, yeah, and, and and now we we created this platform called uh, Rio Flow TV. Uh, Again, linked in the description. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's an I don't like the term online studio. But it's online platform where you can uh, take yoga classes, meditation, uh, strength, movement, uh, either on demand or in live uh, through you know Zoom or Facebook Live or stuff like that. And yeah, so that's that's been an interesting uh, project. Uh, I'm really happy to to be involved and to work with them, and, uh, and it's going to be interesting to see growing next year. Uh, we have a lot of plans for it, but again, that's an in, an interesting shift within this whole industry. Like yeah. the 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 wellness fitness industry has been like impacted, obviously massively, like by by the pandemic and. It's been interesting to see like all those people creating their own things, doing um, training online, doing even yoga teacher training online, which is something we're going to be starting um, in 10 days. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we're going to, Rosie and I are, are going to be actually, well, Adrian and Denise and other people are going to be teaching us how to become yoga teacher. So that's, yeah. that's something we're going to be doing next year in 2021 that we'll probably do an episode about it eventually when we are done oh, we can talk about that in the next episode as yeah well. also when we're done it'd be interesting to, yeah, to look back into back it. it um so yeah that's that's something that uh should be interesting for next year yeah uh something that rosie wants me to talk about is <laughs> pokemon cards and well, sports cards <laughs> only because it's something that's happened this year <laughs> yeah that you've found that's pretty random <laughs> it's pretty random but it's something that's kind of blown up in like for me I, I have no idea about it but i think for people who know it's kind of blown up out of nowhere so i think it's interesting like how did you get into pokemon yeah. cards well cards? so during the really like lockdown lockdown in april i was listening to uh, tea with gary v and to gary vinachuk content i mean i've been watching his stuff for a while anyway um but even if he talked before about sports card because he he's passionate about it since he was a kid but he's been saying for a few years like this is gonna be big this is gonna be big this is gonna be big invest your money in there invest your money in there like, i don't know anything about it because in france it's not so much of a thing so i never looked into it we don't we have cards mm. <laughs> um but then i like, being here he, he started to talk about it and also he started to talk about pokemon and i was like oh that's something i like <laughs> when i was 10 12 years old i was playing pokemon my game boy uh, um, and trying to get them all and exchanging them with my friends and everything like i loved it and i had the cards and i was watching the thing on a tv and yeah that's when i was like 12 i think um and he was like this is gonna be a thing this is a, col a collectible yeah um people are gonna be collecting them and 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 investing in them and stuff like that I like, I'll, I'll look into it so i googled it and watched some videos and actually i I, 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 apparently there are like hundreds of YouTube channels uh, of guys talking about Pokemon card. There's YouTube channels talking about everything. Yeah, like, so, you know, things you don't really know or look for and like people opening packs in live and explaining the differences between all the cards because actually there's like so many of them and everything. Um, so I spent like, I don't know how many days like watching videos, reading articles, understanding the difference between 
Jeremy's like, like, like first edition well, this one's got a yellow that. tail and the other one's got an <laughs> orange tail. Or this one's got a number here, whereas it's on a number here. Like, you know all the yeah. differences now. Because um, I like it. I love Pokemon when I was a kid. And actually, like, when you got me last year for my birthday, the Nintendo Switch, mm. I only got one game, mm. Pokemon. Yeah. I, I love this game. I've always loved this game. I'm not a gamer at all, but I've loved Pokemon. <laughs> it's something that I really like. And it's like, oh, you could you know, invest some money and potentially, like, even make some money. And, uh, okay, all right, I'll look into it. I'm going to listen to you, Gary. <laughs> so I had to give Jeremy a maximum spend. <laughs> you can only spend $1,000, which to me sounds batshit crazy. <laughs> but I was like, you can have some money, go wild. Yeah, so, I, I don't know, I started to buy some, like, in August, I think it was. And, yeah, in total, I spent, like, $1,000 in August. Now I spent a bit more <laughs> on other things. Uh yeah, we bought one together a few days ago. You remember? Yeah, but it's supposed to be a thousand. <laughs> he didn't tell me this, guys. <laughs> the secrets come out um, now. And then I got into sports car, like basketball and everything. Uh, but it's so interesting. And I mean, it's way more fun to invest in car than in stocks. And I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to make any money from here. I don't really care. I just you enjoy the process. Though. Yeah, yeah, I don't. But, um, you know, it's... I mean, the value goes up and down. So he it's sold, not like a, He bought some and then sold them and made how much? Like, yeah, so funny. I bought a card for like, I bought two cards for about $80 and I sold them for 520 Isn't that insane? That's ridiculous, right? I mean, it's a piece of cardboard. <laughs> yeah. But, but people collect them and also like the whole market exploded because Logan Paul, this famous YouTuber, Justin Bieber, Steve Aoki um, got into it. And and that created like a trend or posting on, on Instagram about it and everything. So suddenly it's interesting, like the whole shift. Like, and it's so interesting about society in a sense. Like, mm. That's something that nerds, geek, whatever you want to call them, have been doing for 20 years since he exists. Like you, 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 know, you have people collecting stamps, collecting figurines, collecting toys, collecting God knows what, anything. And you have people collecting Pokemon cards. But usually they're not vocal. It's like a tiny community and most people laugh about them. You know, like at school, they're the ones that are getting bullied usually mm. and stuff like that. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, get alive, dude. Uh, but because famous people, Gary Vee being such a huge entrepreneur, uh, they ha those people have been vocal about it. They de-shamed it. Unshamed it, whatever the right word is. I don't know. And, and it, it became, cool. yeah. When you see Justin Bieber in his house, he's got a massive frame with all the first edition cards. Like, it's worth, I don't know how much money he's seeing. a question. And, but they made it cool. So suddenly it's like, actually, it's quite cool to post it on your Instagram or whatever. Like, it's, it. and, and, and this whole shift, I think, is so interesting in terms of you know, like how we judge something one day and suddenly it's becoming cool and i think i don't know I, I found that super interesting also this 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 thing yeah do you wonder though if gary v spent a fortune on cheap pokemon cards and then talked about it non-stop until the industry exploded because he was talking about it because he's got such a huge following and then he sold his cards to make money he hasn't sold anything how do you know that though he's pretty honest i believe him mm. he posted a picture and he's got stacks like because when you have someone with like millions of followers who listen to every single word they say, he could talk about Barbie dolls and everyone would go out and buy Barbie dolls. He hasn't sold any. Uh, I'll believe him. Mm. Mm, interesting. Like, no, actually, Logan Paul, 
did that like he got into it uh he talked about it on his youtube channel and everything prices skyrocketed Okay. Skyrocketed. Sky, sky yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's why I made my sales and made a lot of money with just a few cards. Yeah. And then two weeks after, he said, I quit Pokemon card. Ah. And the whole market went down. Ah. So he was in for the money. He, yeah. bought, he bought everything this summer. He created a hype around it. I'm sure he, he made a ton of money. He made yeah. millions of views on YouTube. Even if he didn't sell the cards, he made money from that. Yeah. collaboration and everything and they say i quit so that was a yeah that was a dick move um but gary's but he's been buying cards just now he's talking about it but he's been doing that for years and years because he like it like that's how he made his first money when he was like a teenager and everything so mm. seems pretty legit but yeah, it's interesting so now i've got a box of pokemon card and basketball card and soccer cards and stuff like that who knows <laughs> it's fun it makes zero sense to me <laughs> It's fun. Uh, oh, one minute. Leave us a comment if this makes sense to you or not. Are you into Pokemon cards or are you like me where it just makes zero and sense? if you have old cards and you want to sell them, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, quick word about travel. Um, yeah, so obviously travel plans were cancelled, <laughs> a lot of them, in terms of going to Australia for our anniversary and then going back to Europe but we did do a little bit of traveling so we went to Puerto Rico in January with some friends um and I'm so glad we went because it was like the only real travel like that we did this year I would say um by the way guys Puerto Rico is incredibly beautiful oh my goodness El Yunque Forest is the only rainforest in the states in the USA and it is beautiful it's huge it was so nice to go hiking and be in fresh air and see a hill because Miami <laughs> doesn't have many hills guys I mean yeah there's palm trees but there's no hills so it was nice to like walk like push myself and hike up a hill to the top and see some incredible views over this rainforest out over the water it was amazing wasn't it but also mostly it was really nice to connect with some friends um, and kind of get to know them on a deeper level and talk about more serious things and just have fun together. And it was just a really, really, really yeah. nice couple of days. It was like a long weekend, right? Four or five days? Yeah, it was like a four days weekend. Um, it was pretty unexpected it's thing kind of as well. Like, minute, they yeah. told us like a few weeks before, like, yeah, okay, why not? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we didn't plan anything because we didn't know anything. We didn't have time. They took care of all the planning. But yeah, it was amazing. Absolutely loved it. Love to go back. Yeah. <laughs> So if you haven't been to Puerto Rico, you can add that to your list. Um, make sure you go to El Yunque National Forest and go hiking. And yep. It was amazing. Oh, Jeremy got some amazing drone shots as well. Check out his Instagram. <laughs> um, and then for... When did we go to Naples area? Um, 4th of July weekend. That was like when lockdown finished. Ish. Uh, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> well, officially, yeah, you could move again. Yeah. And go out and go to the beach and stuff like that. So we decided to get away because... We've been walking in the same streets and the same corners. Yeah, for because like we don't have a car. Two months and a half, so yeah. Surfside is not that big. <laughs> yeah, Naples. Um, what do we say about Naples? We had a good time, but I would not go back there. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, recommend it. I've got the picture of the piers. I'm happy about it. I've seen the sunset. That's yeah, the it. nice thing was that the sun. So obviously, in Miami, the sun rises from behind the ocean, and then in that side of the um of florida it sets in the ocean so that was nice watching that um it was nice to go away yeah like, it was well needed actually you came back 
refreshed. Yeah, I felt really good after everything. Yeah. yeah, but the, the like driving through the Everglades was fun. I like, saw alligators. Um, but yeah, I would not go back to Naples or to Fort Myers or where we went. Um, yeah, we had one day we went to like yeah, three or four uh, different places to try and like look around these towns. And there was just nothing there. It was just like okay, well, next. Bonita place. Springs was fun. Paddleboarding there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was not thrilled by this side <laughs> of, of, of the state uh, just personal state uh, personal, personal taste, taste. <laughs> taste. Um, but it was good to get away after like being not seeing anyone and everything for pretty much three months um, it was a breath of fresh air yeah, yeah. Jeremy's learning his little <laughs> English phrases um, and the last trip uh, that we did was that we went to Key West a month ago, literally, for my birthday. And what did you do when you were there? Uh, I jumped from a plane. Ah, <laughs> he did a skydive. Yeah, Rosie got me a skydive for my birthday. Um, that was great. I mean, Key West is a beautiful place anyway. Yeah. Uh, we had a great time there. We had so much food and drinks. My God, guys, we uh, had brunch every day. And it's like pancakes and waffles and eggs and all sorts yeah. of yumminess. And then we ate, just ate lots of food. We just had lots of walking around and relaxing. We went jet skiing. My yeah. first time jet skiing, I literally thought <laughs> I was going to die. Like, it was just such a nice trip. Yeah, really relaxing. We haven't done much. I disconnected, like, you know, like, deleting Instagram from the phone and just not spending, spending time together and not walking. Also, we walked a lot just before that. For, I, I walked during the day, during the week. Uh, and then on evening we worked on we work on side project like doing the podcast editing the podcast working on the royal flow tv rosie's constantly filming youtube channels uh youtube yeah. videos or doing photo shoots or creating a program so we don't have lots of time off uh, actually and this week we're supposed to be time off and now we are recording and we're going to be doing other things yeah um so yeah, that was actually really good, like to stay away from the laptop, from the phone and just spend time together and chill and do what we want. And and also like honestly like spend the money that we wanted and not count how much we need to spend and just go out for meal every day because just we could, we save for it. Um going to bed at nine PM guys. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Literally. We were in bed by nine PM most nights. Yeah. And it was so nice to get a full good night's sleep without like a dog waking us up or your alarm or yeah. like staying up to finish this little piece of work that needs to be done on that video for tomorrow or oh my God, I need to finish this, that and either. And it was just nice to sleep, to eat, to spend time together, to relax, to walk around. It was kind of crazy though. Like we wore our masks the whole time, literally like walking around everywhere. And there was a lot of older people, especially that weren't like it was and watching the sunset. So you're supposed to watch the sunset and it's like certain, you know, Mallory Square it's called or something. And there's like hundreds of people there without masks on, all crowded together, trying to get the best photograph. And I'm just like, guys, have you not realized it's a pandemic? But no, it was really nice. It was good, wasn't it? It was no, nice. Yeah. Beautiful place, Key West. Highly recommend it. It's stunning. And do a skydive, guys. It's super fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Um, right. To finish, we thought that it'd be nice for each of us to share our lessons I pick three lessons that we've learned this year. Um, and yeah, share that with you. Should we do all my three, then all your three? Or do one each. Let's do one each. Yeah. So my first one is to travel to places and don't wait until next year. 
Um, this applies to a lot of my friends and family who said they would come and visit us in Miami. Oh, I'll wait till next year. I'll wait till next year. And then it gets to next year and then they're not here because of the pandemic. And we're obviously leaving next year as well. We're going to talk about that. Sorry, I just, oh, shouldn't have mentioned that. You're crap. Okay. Oh, not leaving Miami. Anyway, um, (gasps) but, oh, you've thrown me off. But the thing is, yeah, so people always put things off for next year, next year, next year, or next week, next week, tomorrow, 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 whatever it is. If you want to do something, do it today. Do it now. Do it as soon as you can. Obviously, you might not be able to afford a holiday now, but I mean. (sighs) If you have excuses about, oh, yeah, I cannot go because, you know, I've got this to do or whatever i'll wait until next year yeah don't wait until next year because there might be another pandemic just like the lesson is do what you want to do when you can because you never know when you might get the opportunity again yeah what's your first lesson um it's been the same thing it's like stop taking things that you have for granted um like the beach and even new york guilty and you're guilty again actually yeah uh when Okay, in Miami, the beach is there, right? It's always there. It's always been there. Um, some people live in Miami, never go to the beach, right? Uh, I don't know why. I go every day. But suddenly, the beach is closed for the lockdown. Everyone is complaining about it. Even some people that haven't been for years. It's like, so you have this thing that you can go and you never go because you're too busy living life or whatever. And now that it's taken away from you, now you realize how much you love it. Well, so stop taking it for granted. And if you want to go to the beach, just go. Like, don't wait for lockdown to realize how precious it is or whatever. And you've been guilty all that. Like you, yeah. Like you, you, we live across the street from the beach and you you never go. And then it was uh, closed. I was like, oh my God, the beach yeah. is closed. And, oh, the beach and then when it was open again, you was like, oh, I'm going to make the most of it. And actually now you went back into this rhythm again of yeah. not going often. Like you forgot about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like do things like, and you know, I'm, I'm, that's just an example, but it's also like family, health, uh, your job. How many people thought they have a secure job uh, in whatever industry because it's safe, you know, and they're not doing whatever they want in life because it's risky and they took the safe option because at least you know they're not gonna lose a job or whatever bam here we are nothing is safe okay nothing is 100 percent guaranteed so do what you want now and appreciate what you have who you have around you and everything because things can get away pretty quickly without you know any warning so yeah don't take things for granted Okay, so my second one is to put yourself out there and learn as you're doing. And I feel like I've done that three times this year, probably more. Um, But the three main things are the podcast, YouTube and the program. So obviously with the podcast, we started in February. The first couple of episodes, I was so nervous to start. Oh my God, you can't believe how nervous I was. I was so scared and I'd always make mistakes. I'm going to still make mistakes now, but I was always making mistakes. I would always kind of mess up my words and I was so... I don't know it was just it was so scary for me YouTube the same like I started I couldn't put a sentence together I was so scared and my editing was crap my lighting was crap everything was crap um and with the program I don't think it's crap honestly I think I've done quite well with that obviously it needs some improvement but I think my main thing is just to put yourself out there do whatever it is you want to do and learn along the way there's I think a lot of people kind of say oh well I'll start YouTube when I have a good camera I'll start um TikTok when 
you know, I finish college. I'll do this when, I'll do that when. You always have an excuse or a reason to put things off. And I just think just like, you're never, you're never going to start anything perfect. Like the best actors didn't start off being the best actors. The best writers weren't the best writers, the best whatever. Like start somewhere and learn as you're doing. Because I think then at least you've started. Whereas if you just wait until the time is perfect, you'll always have an excuse not to do it. So take my advice. That thing that you want to do, but you're too scared to do it because it's not going to be perfect. Just do it. It's not going to be perfect anyway. Even if you wait five years, it's not going to be perfect. Just do it. Just start. And you never know what might happen, honestly. It's been, that's been one of my biggest lessons is just to do it. Yeah. So yeah, what's your second one? Um, in a really broad sense, it's invest in yourself. Um, and it's not, I mean, specific to this pandemic or to any, but I, I feel like you, you, you've talked about that a bit, but we, the, the people that we know talk a lot about like personal growth, self-development, learning new things and etc. And it's been interesting with everything happening to see how that's been affecting, affecting people's life. Mm. And, and I, I do understand now that yeah, like, you know, even when things turn to shit like that, if you focus on improving yourself, improving your skills, improving your, um, some stuff for work, some personal things, uh, it's going to pay off eventually. Uh, you know, you're going to be able maybe to pivot your business and you're going to survive a pandemic or, uh, you might lose your job, but because you've been doing some work on yourself, you're not freaking out. You're not getting depressed or you don't have this anxiety or this stress and you can actually keep it together and bounce back and find something else. Um, so it's like on a personal level, like inside and also outside, like skills you can learn to start a new career or whatever. Um, I, I, I started it like with gratitude and, and then I've seen it with like more technical skills that everything you learn is not wasted uh, and and it can be useful one day. Like we've been learning and doing random shit like for years, <laughs> but I feel like eventually it's getting useful. Uh, you know, like you, you learn how to edit a video just for your Instagram and then you end up doing YouTube and doing a program. So all the stuff you learn with video editing it's useful now little things like that no, nothing is wasted and yeah you can invest in stock in pokemon card and stuff like that uh but you might not have any return when when you invest money in yourself you will see some return one day eventually uh and and if we want to talk about money you must have seen this instagram post that people like to share about you know um buying an iphone for one thousand dollar that's not too expensive but spending a thousand dollars on yourself to get an online class or join a program or whatever that's too much money uh, or you have time to watch netflix but you don't have time to watch a 45 minutes educational video about whatever um and yeah it's true like gratitude training i think i've spent honestly like three thousand five hundred dollars on that it was expensive the whole the whole like three steps like everything um but it was worth it like i've learned so much i've made so many amazing connections 
that it was money well spent and yeah, yeah I could have it on my savings right now or could, we could have gone somewhere well we could have known anyway <laughs> but uh, no but see maybe I would have been keeping this money to for something to travel and now you never know right so when that wasn't wasted that was money invested in myself and and it, it will always be there for me everything that I've learned so yeah in, invest in yourself I, I understand it way more this year than I did before that I think just to jump on that as well is to invest in your business so like if you don't know how to do something hire someone who does it's never going to be money wasted like so we hired Abraham this year to help me with my program yes it cost me money to work with him but I'm hoping that I can pay that back within a month (laughs) of getting people on the program but without his help it might have taken me a year to get there so if you can have some hire someone or pay someone invest in your business to help you move forward quicker I'd recommend doing that as well and I'm and I'm sure we will make this money back. But yeah. even if we don't, it doesn't matter actually. We still learn a lot, Because yeah. everything that we are learning, like all, all the skills uh, about how to build a program, how to learn about marketing and sales and everything, even if somehow it's not helping for this one, it'll help in the future for something else. So it's not wasted, yeah. That's what I mean. Okay, then my third one is to have big goals. Bam! And I mean big goals. Um, now, this is very new to me. I feel like I never really set goals myself. It was always kind of every year, this year I'm going to get fit. And that was <laughs> that was honestly as far as my goals and went. And meditate and read books. <laughs> yeah, but not yeah. even really. Yeah. Uh, but I was probably only this year. Um, whereas I think by spending time with people, entrepreneurs especially, who have big goals has really helped me have big goals. So one of our friends said to me this year, one of my goals is to be a millionaire by the age of 30, which is in five years time. And that, I was like, holy shit, what? And he was like, yeah. I was like, well, no, but that's not going to happen. He's like, well, of course it is. I mean, I actually want, like, I'm going to make it happen. And for me, I've never really had anybody tell me they want to be a millionaire before, like openly talk about money and talk about wanting to achieve that. So that really inspired me. Um, And it changed my perspective a lot. And to know that there is a lot of money out there and it can be yours. You just need to know how to get it. Um, yeah, so I think have big goals and like, it might not be about money. That might not interest you at all. And to be honest, it doesn't mean a whole lot, but it's just, it just changed my perspective a little bit. Um, so I think for 2021, I'm setting goals. I'm setting tasks to do to achieve my goal. I've got, I'm going to have like three month goals, one year goals and try and just set goals, just set goals myself and actually have something to accomplish and to something to aim for. Because I feel like if you, don't set goals you can just kind of go through life just plodding on and not really achieving not not achieving much but not really growing as much I guess whereas if you set goals that's like I want to achieve this by this time I think if you have something to work towards you're more likely to do it so that's my next one I guess is just to have big goals and why not yeah and also like be ambitious and bold about it yeah you know and and don't listen to people saying yeah we can't do that yeah that's stupid yeah you know um like you might not do it and actually the you know like if you actually achieve 100 percent of your goals that means they're probably too small mm. uh like I, I i remember listening to something this year was saying that you should not achieve 50 percent of your goal that means you're actually like trying to reach like really high but even if you don't achieve them you're gonna go way past where you could have gone if you're just like 
It's like reach playing for the, little, you it's know. It's like reach for the moon, and yeah. even if you don't succeed, you'll end up in the stars or yeah, something, some whatever. Like that, yeah. Um, but yeah, like don't don't listen to the people telling you you can't do things, uh, or you're not able to do things, or whatever. Because, I mean, you might do it, you might not do it, but you're gonna learn from the process, from the journey, and dream, dream big, because you know no one else is gonna dream for you anyway. So fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good ending thanks Jeremy <laughs> what's your third goal anything um, more depressing or <laughs> <laughs> my my third one is um, this year I, re- uh, I, I realized how much that we live in a bubble mm-hmm. uh, that I live in a bubble in a lot of ways um, first like just where we live uh like we've been so so protected, you know, from all the. I mean, you know, when the whole like George Floyd Black Lives Matter movement, where like nothing happened here, uh, where we live, uh, we are totally like closed off from it. Um, also, we are really privileged, like financially and in terms of work. So everything happening this year didn't affect us at all, like the COVID barely affected us so we are in a bubble in this sense Uh, i also realized during the election how much miami can be a bubble Um, all the friends that we have most of them and everything they were like supporting biden and being against trump and you know when you when you just hear that pretty much every time and then you know how social media tend to show you what you want to see. So if you don't like one or the other, you're only going to see content related to what you want to see. Um, but like going to... So yeah, like we, my, Miami is not like a massive... Uh, well, I didn't think it was a massive like Trump fan base. Mm. You see a fly here and there, but it's not the majority. But then you just drive like two hours away to Naples and you see Trump flags everywhere um, and and things like that. And then you, you see all the movements, all the, you know, the protest after losing the election and everything. And it made me realize that how much like Miami and the place we live, especially, is a bubble. It's not a great, it's not a representation of of the, the U.S. and the world. Uh, um like there are I'm not saying like, there's no racist in Miami or there are no like Trump supporter or no but I'm not seeing them they're not in my life because we created this bubble around us with people that are uh, well, you like us and my like it and everything and then and yeah that's been really interesting so and I know that you know uh, like we've traveled before so I know that we have privilege and other people in the world have less and I, I know that I've always been like in a bubble for certain things um, but it was more like you know like the poor people in the world with not much and we have a law things like that but that this year it, it, it took it to like another level in terms of just what I always had just because I'm white or like this political game they have in the u.s like the presidential election in france are not i mean it's boring right? it's not like 
this it's big it's, it's not yeah it's not this big entertainment and, and yeah. thing that you have here and so it's weird like a whole different scale uh, so yeah that was really something eye-opening that helps put things in perspective seeing that you know my life is one thing but uh yeah i really think that i live in a bubble like I've, i live in paradise here in my little thing going to the beach every morning and everything uh, right. a lot of privilege around that so i'm really grateful for that so i think the last thing i want to um talk about and kind of jump on what you said then about you know you're really privileged or whatever and like you've got your own bubble in your own life um I think something we've both learned this year is how many amazing interesting like everybody has their own story and obviously this goes back to the podcast but you know the fact that like everybody's life for them is normal it's just their life Mm. but then everybody's life is so different and so interesting to other people and to outsiders so like for us our life here is just normal but then to other people, it must be like, oh my God, wow, it's incredible. And I kind of, I found that this year with talking to, you know, all these different people from the podcast, you know, someone who was abused as a child or someone who was a 9-11, someone who has traveled the world and climbed all these, you know, Mount Everest and done all these different things. And like, everybody's just got such interesting lives. And I think the more that we talk to people and ask deeper questions and not just like, hey, how are you? How's the weather? Like deep questions and get to know people the more that you can learn about other cultures and other religions and other normal lives. Like, I just, I don't know. It's been really interesting this year, hasn't it? Well, and just to know our friends more. Yeah. People that we thought we knew. The podcast gave us an excuse to go deeper. Yeah. And it's been really nice for that. Because in normal life, you would, (laughs) normal life, this is normal life, but... In, in normal situations you would ask you would ask some question people would think you're really creepy or everything but the podcast is allowing us to ask questions that we would not usually ask around the table with friends around so we can go deeper and actually it's been really nice to connect on a deeper level with with some people and um and yeah it's creating a lot of friendships and everything so like show interest to people and go deeper with people uh you will get value from it for sure yeah try and ask deep that's what i was going to say like try and ask deeper questions about their upbringing or their best accomplishments in life or the worst time of their life or whatever it is like we've learned from every single person we've spoken to we've learned something we've taken something away so if you can do that in your everyday life you know if you talk to someone in the supermarket or your uber driver or whatever it is start these conversations and ask interesting questions and i'm sure you'll find something that can help you yeah you can tie that with what happened in May with uh, the murder of George Floyd and everything, how, you know, this started a lot of white people having conversation with black people, for example. Yeah. Um, and Ask all good questions. Uh, it's, it, if you show interest uh, in a kind way, in a good way to learn um, to people, you, you're going to learn from it and you're going to take things out of it. Uh, and also the other people is going to appreciate that you actually care about who they are and about them um so that's gonna deepen your your connection with those people so yeah don't be scared or ashamed to ask sometimes uh you know just right wait for the right moment but (laughs) (laughs) um it's uh no that yeah that's been amazing it's been great actually and it's nice to connect like that with people 
So before we did this episode, Jeremy was like, I don't know what we're going to talk about in this episode, Rosie. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we can do it if you want. And it's now been an hour and a half. Yeah. So if you're still here and still <laughs> listening, thank you so much. You can tell Jeremy next time we see him <laughs> that it was worth doing this episode. Um, it's been nice just to kind of, I think it'd be nice to do this every year to recap the year on a personal level, on a business level, travel, global, and then also talk about lessons that we've learned because I think it's important to kind of reflect a little bit and think, okay, well, this year has been good or bad or whatever it's been, but try and reflect on it and try and find the lessons that you've learned. Um, so I'd recommend you do that as well. Get your journal out, <laughs> try and figure out some of the lessons that you've learned this year and how you can use that in the, you know, the upcoming year next year. When you say that actually, and something I am trying to do as well, is like document even when you're happy. A lot of people journal or talk to people when shit are going down mm. as a therapeutic thing. Uh, but when you want to look back at it, you know, especially like years later, it's also good to document like the good things, like when you're happy or whatever. Because even if you feel like you don't need to talk to someone <laughs> yeah. when you're happy or whatever, it's actually cool if you want to look back into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe, whatever you do. Um, leave us a comment, leave us a review. That would be really, really helpful. We'll be back next Wednesday with a brand new episode. A really special episode. We have a big, big announcement. Rosie talked about it already on <laughs> Instagram and she kind of screwed up here. I, I, might, I might just cut it so you no. don't know. Um, we have big, big plan for 2021. Big life-changing things are coming up. So we'll do a whole episode to tell you all about it. Uh, super excited about it. So yeah, stay tuned for that. It's next Wednesday, first episode of 2021. Um, any links that things we talked about like my YouTube or um, the program we'll do some self promo for once. anything we'll do some <laughs> self promo we'll leave it linked in the description if you want to send us an email you can do that follow us on Instagram I'll leave them linked as well um, anyway thank you for listening we really hope you enjoyed this episode Merry Christmas Happy Holidays yeah, Happy, New, Happy Year. New Year and we will see you really soon in 2021 <laughs> yeah bye bye